Hello, Guess everyone. Back. back again. Party up, party people. Party, let's begin. Yep. And That's Eminem. It. Nailed it. Is back. Shady's back. Tell some friends. Um, actually, hey, no, this is, uh, this is the Gaming and Drinking Cast, episode 11. Thank you, everyone, um, for joining us. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but once again, you know, we're on our schedule. It happens when it happens. And, yeah. but we're here. We both started new jobs since the last. Yeah. Episode, so. Yeah. Also, um, I, I'm Adam Gogan. Um, I've got my buddy, Travis Casey here with me. That's me. Yes, sir. And, um, we are here to talk about some games and some drinks and some life stuff and just, you know, see, see how yeah. it's going. Just hanging um, out, shoot the shit, have yeah. some beer. Yeah. So, um, right now, um, just a little, little housekeeping for life um i just started a new job that's travis's old job yep <laughs> at cobra destroy world yeah we're now i'm selling beer um so dunks in this bad boy Ooh, yeah oh oh buddy <laughs> oh buddy that's a that's some yeast um I am actually drinking a beer that Comer distributes, and it's a seasonal right now. It's the uh, KBS from Founders. That's Kentucky Breakfast Stout, and this is the special edition. It's the Cinnamon Vanilla Cocoa Breakfast Stout, Imperial Stout. That looks with so coffee, good. coffee, cinnamon, vanilla extract, and cocoa nibs aged in dark bourbon barrels. Um, really excited about this one. Uh, I don't know what the percent is on it, though. I think it's 11. It usually I is. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it is 11. Uh, nope, 12. 12. All right. Damn. So let's, let's give it Good a night. Mmm. Mmm. You really smell that cinnamon and that cocoa. Oh boy. That is boozy. I bet the, their that barrel is. age series <laughs> tends to always be pretty boozy. Yeah. Wow. That's good though. Mmm. Okay. What you got All there? Right. I have a collab between my new job, New Serum which is a brewery okay. in uh, Salisbury, North Carolina, which we featured on here many times. That just happens to be a coincidence. Uh, <laughs> and Ass Clown Brewing. <laughs> Love that. Uh, which is uh, somewhere in North Carolina. I'm sorry, I don't know the... Are they... Uh, is, that any, is that any relation to Clown Shoes? <laughs> no. Different. I think Clown Shoes out of like Delaware or some shit. Um, that doesn't say on here where they're from, but... Uh, yeah, so I think they're from North Carolina. That's all I got for you. Okay. But, uh, oh, man, this is going to give me the gut rot. I can already tell. Gut rot. <laughs> this is a dry hopped sour ale with pineapple, passion fruit, and mango. So that's why Ooh. it's chunky. Mm, that sounds yummy. That's good. Sour. Very sour. <laughs> and this is, a seven, this is a seven percenter. So okay. not, not quite as boozy as what do you, you have. Uh, do you have a, what'd you get? Like a four pack? No, these, these are actually um, part of the samples that we took from the brewery. Uh, okay. So I'm, I'm going to be taking some of these around uh, the market tomorrow, actually. Save so, me um, one and I'll save you a KBS. Okay. <laughs> I'll save you one of these. I actually have a bunch of their special stuff that you can only get at the brewery. Um, nice. So I'll, I'll be saving some of that for, for the cool peeps uh so yeah this yeah. is uh this is good this is uh something something really cool and we actually yeah. have uh our thanksgiving beer which you're going to be distributing soon i think you already have I've, it, already, I've already sold two kegs of it to the good <laughs> stuff that's good stuff um 
the so, get stuffed. Yeah, get stuffed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that one is an IPA brewed with uh, candied orange peels and cranberries. Yes. It's very, it's, it, it cuts the, the tartness of the IPA with that sweetness and it, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I haven't tried that this, one yet. This is damn good. Uh, New Serum does a lot of sours in their, uh, for their special series, but doesn't really do a whole lot of them for their core stuff. So it's, it's always fun to get something like that from them because they're known for their lagers and their IPAs. Um, so these sour collabs are always really good. Is the Goza Gozarian is them, right? Yeah, and that's the sour too. Yeah, I had that one the other day. That's the green beer. Um, and it looks like it looks like a Ghostbusters label. Yeah, and it's made to look like the Ecto Cooler High C, which I think we featured that on here before. I think like right when we first started. Maybe. I I really enjoyed that one though. Yeah, it's good. Um, very sour. So yeah, that so Adam is now doing my old job, which is the uh, on the distro side of uh, craft beer sales, and I am on the other side. I am the marketing and brand lead for New Serum in the state of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'll be out and about in NC if any of y'all are out. <laughs> you might see me trying to sell yeah. this stuff. <laughs> um, so we've we've both had some life stuff that we've been dealing with coming up, and yeah, um, man. It's been, it's been good stuff happening though. I am. Um, I'm really excited. Like it, it's, it's, it doesn't stop moving. <laughs> we've been making, we've been making moves, dog. Yeah. Big yeah, moves. Big um, moves and, 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 uh, pretty happy with, with mine. And I think you're pretty happy with yours. So yeah. Speaking of big moves, uh, I got into cryptocurrency. No. God, <laughs> you should have told me this before the show so I could have had a something prepared. <laughs> Dude, I'm 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 rocking and rolling. So far, I've I've I initially put in two hundred and fifty dollars, and now I'm up to six hundred and twenty in like a little more than three weeks. And so I took the like I I basically I started out with I put in one hundred and fifty into Shiba Inu. That went up to 400. Then I sold off 150 of that so that I just basically sold off my initial investment to buy something else. And now the thing that I bought with that is up to 235. And then I've got a bunch of other shit too. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Big moves. I'm going to be a millionaire. Yes, probably. Going to be a crypto millionaire. That's probably going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm going to hit gold on one of these like, meme currencies <laughs> just don't buy the squid game <laughs> one because that was a scam oh yeah speaking <laughs> of squid game uh i've watched like f- four episodes now i haven't watched it yet so dude i'm you, going to you need to watch that show i'm going to i gotta get through i told you i was i just started dune before we did this so mm-hmm. i gotta get through some stuff and then i'm gonna watch that for sure that show uh, goes some places <laughs> Uh, the my my favorite book series of all time uh, is about to be turned into an Amazon show. Okay, time, and that starts in like a week and a half, so I'm like super super excited about that. Okay, yeah, I did have that at the ready, so that's impressive. I got some stuff at the ready too, dude. We've been we uh, uh, speaking of other big moves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been buying the shit out of some Pokemon cards too. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you have. So many Pokemon cards for no reason. And other than the fact other uh, yeah, this is this is the 
the uh, so oh god it's the investment part of gaming and drinking podcasts you guys god yeah all your investing needs too many pokemon cards it's really like the like i half buy them for the fact that i'm just nostalgic for pokemon yeah the other half is i just i obsessively organize them in like ways that just would make normal people look at me like i'm crazy that's your ADHD brain. Oh, like, it's so good, dude. It's so good. I, like, like I spent three and a half hours organizing my cards the other night. I like it. Oh, I like it a lot. God, it was so good. I got them, got them separated into like the VMAX and the G and all those cards. The VMAX. VMAX and Vs and EXs Ooh. and all that in one set. Then I've got all my holographics in another set. Then I've got all my regular cards just in boxes. And, and they're how much of this is is the the art of collecting, and how much of it is the pleasure of opening packs? The pleasure of opening packs is really disappointing these days. <laughs> yeah, but okay, but pre the disappointment, that rush. Well, I also really like the boxes. Look at the tins they come in. Look at that. Look at that. Isn't it pretty? I can put stuff in there now. What are you going to do with all? What are you going to do? I don't with know. I'll put stuff. I got, I got You know what people one? put in that? You know what people put in those? Weed? Weed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't smoke weed, so we're I don't know what to put in there. <laughs> well, if you if you develop any other substance habits, you can put that in there cuz that's yes, what those, I'm going to put an entire kilo of cocaine in here. <laughs> that's what those are used for. <laughs> Actually, your the Pokemon cards might be worth more than the kilo of Coke these days. You never know. Yeah, right. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Um, okay, uh, and uh, one last little bit of stuff that I've started doing since the last time we recorded. Um, I went up to Charlotte a few weeks ago, and you came up there while I was up there, and we were all hanging out. And you brought up your Ambernick uh, retro gaming device. That's right. And you've got which one? The RG351V? No, I've got uh, the 351V. P. Okay, yeah, you've got the P. So it's like, it looks like a PSP almost. It's, yes, it's very PSP. Uh, it has, the, the dimensions are the, the screen size is the exact screen size of the Game Boy Advance. Um, uh -huh. it's, uh, it's quite a nice little thing. Uh, I wish I'd have gotten the bigger screen, like the one that yours is now that I've seen it, but... I really like I like the dimensionality of this one, but mm -hmm. I prefer the screen on yours. Yeah, yeah, this one is the one I got. Um, this is the RG351V. It's really a similar form factor, really similar form factor to, to like a, a Game Boy uh, Advance. Um, bigger though, much bigger. Or, or not, not Game Boy Advance, but like a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely bigger. It's got a way wider screen, and it's also got this really awesome little joystick here, which is like a like it's 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 a switch joystick. They literally threw a, a switch joystick in here, and yeah. the buttons are nice and clicky. Love yeah, it's, it's actually. A, I'm surprised at how well these things are made. Very high quality. Totally, totally legal set of games that came with it. Uh, definitely no hacked ROMs or anything that were. Yeah, for, so most, most Chinese. <laughs> these are both Chinese gaming uh, handhelds, and most Chinese like console stuff has been pretty bad over the past few years or for the past, you know, three decades, I would say. But recently these guys have really stepped up their game. I don't know if it's like one, co I, conglomerations in, in China are very strange. So I don't know if this is like one company or a bunch of companies under one banner, but this, the product itself is very good. The, the, the legality of the ROMs included, not so much, but uh, so I, I actually installed uh, 
different software on mine and uh, and a whole obtained, new BIOS and stuff too, didn't you? A whole new BIOS uh, and, and obtained a different ROMs in a different way, uh, more legal way, and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not going to play if you don't have that video. <laughs> uh, wink, but, wink. But uh, the, I actually like the BIOS on my new one, or the, the, the OS on my new one a lot more than the one they came with. And plus the games they included, a lot of them, like you, you think you're going to be playing like the real ROM and it's, it's like a... Oh, dude, I've got like Pokemon. Right? It's like Pokemon, like uh, orange version. It's... Literally, as soon as you open it up, it says, like, thanks for downloading my hack. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> and, the, and the hacked ROM scene is, like, huge. Like, I was looking on the uh, <clears throat> a very legal website uh, and looking at some of the ROMs, and, it, like, some of the highest downloaded ones were, like, BS Zelda hacks. I don't know what BS means, but... Um, Bullshit. No. <laughs> Not in this instance. Uh, that, but they're, like, there's, like, BS Mario, there's BS Zelda. I've, I've seen these when I was in college back you know long time ago when i was in a dorm room i, I started collect that's when i first really got into emulation and um i saw these back then so they, they've been around forever i don't know what they are but hacked roms are a big thing i remember seeing those like on the internet back in the day like but i never could download like you'd have to download emulator software on your computer and then download the roms onto that and yeah that's I, that's how i started was on the i mean you yeah. can use all the stuff that i have that i put on my Ambernick on yeah. my pc but yeah um I never did any of that back in the day. Though I was scared, I was always gonna like virus my computer. FBI. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that that is that is a legitimate concern. Um, yeah. But you know, you get you get to trust some of these places, and you know what you're doing. Um, and 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 you could also put your dumped ROMs on there. Like if you have the original cartridges, you can dump those and and put them on here as well. Uh, that mm -hmm. is an option. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I love about it is that I've been playing. Um, this will lead us into our first couple games. So I started playing uh, the Final Fantasy Advance games on the GBA emulator that they that I put on there, and um, been playing Final Fantasy IV, which is my favorite game of all time. And what a what a great fucking video game! That game is so damn good. Um, and it's also pretty breezy because what you find with these Final Fantasy games is that in the 16-bit era, the 8-bit and the 16-bit era, they're they're not super long. They're like 20, 25-hour games, uh, maybe 30 if you do all the side stuff. And then it's really when you get to the the 32-bit era on the PlayStation that they become like these 60, 70 hour like mammoth RPGs. So it's really nice. Came to on get three discs, three <laughs> and four discs. Yeah. Uh, by the time you get to Final Fantasy VIII, um, and what you find is that they're actually kind of breezy. These early JRPGs are are especially compared to like now, where you've got like they're so long winded. And you know, I've been playing Tales of Arise, which is a great game, but just so long-winded you know you, you you've got like 40 minutes of, of setup before you get to your first battle and in this game it's like boom you're right off the bat and, and, and running to the, to the to the races um so i've really been enjoying that and then i want to be uh, you know metroid dread just came out so i've been wanting to play that but i'm going to play all the games leading up to it which i've already played all of them and beaten all of them but i want to play them again like in order and so i started with metroid zero mission for the gba which is a remake of the original metroid for the nes mm -hmm. and man that's a good it, it's amazing to me that all the stuff we see in like metroidvanias these days really came from that first game uh and it's such a good game but i have not played metroid dread but i do know someone that has i have been playing the shit out of that game but on a side note real quick 
can you i don't know what audio is playing in the background but could you could you mute that word sorry um but yeah i've been playing the shit out of metroid dread dude and i'm stuck as hell but i refuse to look at a guide i'm i'm so stuck though i've been stuck for like a week and a half on trying to find whatever the blue arrow power-up is i can't fucking find it i mm. thought i was gonna be good i've like opened up like four sections of the map i've beaten two big bosses and a bunch of mini bosses um it's a really fun game the mobility is amazing um the abilities that you get just make you feel like such a badass and you just yeah. keep feeling more and more badass as you keep going so uh, i played the demo and the way that it starts is you get um basically you get stripped of all your powers at the beginning like most metroid games mm -hmm. and you face off against this like big chozo warrior and mm -hmm. he just like whoops your ass uh, <laughs> and you lose all your shit but like what what's so good about those games you feel like really kind of minuscule when you start and then you just keep finding new powers and getting stronger and stronger mm -hmm. and um i really like the controls in this game I, I thought i wasn't gonna like it because i don't like using the analog sticks on 2d games which we talked about here before uh but you kind of have to in this one because you're using you have the 360 uh aiming mm -hmm. uh, you can basically aim in any direction with the left analog stick by holding down the left the left bumper bumper um and it's it's actually really nice because you can make some precise ass shots it mm -hmm. does get a little clawy it's, dude it's not even while, just but... it's not even it's not even just like it you can make some precise shots you have to be the aiming is actually really precise you have to like aim. there's no auto there's no aim assist at all oh yeah yeah no like <laughs> at all and i actually really enjoy that especially like when it comes to like the the emmy battles the emmy fights oh the emmys yeah yeah so the emmys for those of you that haven't played are basically um robot stalkers that like turn this into like a straight up uh resident evil style like run for your life part and um yeah that's the, they're they're what causes the titular dread in, yeah. in the game. yeah you, you basically like when you come to a new area you encounter one of these things in like a, a room and you have to basically get through this room without dying and if they catch you it's it's almost assuredly an instant kill i think you later on you get like a way to no you from the very beginning there's a you can use your parry to parry these guys but like mm -hmm. the the window the timing window is timing literally is, like three or four frames like yeah. <laughs> it's nothing and i found uh, the timing on the parry I, i've read that a lot of people didn't like the parry in this like they don't like the timing on it but i have been whooping ass with that parry on the regular ass enemies oh but yeah the, the oh timing yeah on the, but not on the emmys the emmys the is Emmys damn near is impossible like insane um but no, but like yeah, with they, like the little like the birds that like fly at you. Yeah, the birds that fly at you, like psh, I get them almost every time. Yeah, um, and the the little guys the, that the crawlers that like trunk. Yeah. yeah, like you can you you just can whoop their ass half the time. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, like the the Emmy sections. How do you feel about them? Because I think that's the most controversial think, part of this game. I think they're the for me. Um, it's the most fun I've had with the game so far. Like. Actually, the boss fights. The boss fights are awesome. I really yeah, have enjoyed like, the boss they're, fights. They're dark, dark souls in nature where you're learning patterns and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, the pattern, it's just such a strict pattern every time. And you learn that pattern, you get better and better every time. Um, but the Emmy fights, other than the boss battles, are 
some of the most fun I've had. And it's because like the first time you're, you're getting away from the Emmy, then you find the power up that like powers up your gun to where yeah, you can actually kill them. Or whatever and then you go back and you're like, time to go fuck this guy up now. <laughs> <laughs> you go back and then you like blast off, you like melt off their face with a rail, with like a machine gun. Yeah. Um, and then after that, you have to charge up this like blast attack that like blows their head off. But the, mm-hmm. the charge literally takes like eight to 10 seconds. I don't know how long, but and the what whole time they're running at you. What I've noticed is that I don't know how they scripted this to make it so on point, but what I, I think I've fought two of them so far. And there's the, the, the tutorial one, which is like whatever, but then the second one is like a real fight. And both times it's like your beam charges up and gets out r- like right before they touch As you. they're like, like coming up to like stab and it feels you in the like face. <laughs> if you didn't hit that button like the moment before, because you, you like basically have to hit it right away, like right when you get that opening. Mm-hmm. It was like if you don't hit it right then, like the the window the window is so tight that I really don't know how. I mean, like it has to be scripted in a certain way because everybody at, that I've heard talk about this has the same reaction where they're like, you just barely get it off every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder how they did that. It, whatever they did, it's like magic because it makes you feel so awesome when you land that shot. Like you're like, I, that's a one in a I can't believe I got that off in time. And, and like the animation of like the Emmy's head blowing off is just like, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I've never used the term robot gore. Yeah. <laughs> but like his head just like flings back oh so good the cutscenes in this game are really well done like because they transition from gameplay to cutscene back to gameplay mm-hmm. very so seamlessly. seamlessly and like in the middle you'll be in the middle of like a fight and it goes the camera will just like zoom out and come around and like give you a you know it'll show you samus like charging up the gun and then you know it zooms back around and it yeah it's very impressive it's really cool how it's like it's a 2d platformer but you can tell it's all modeled in it's 3D. All 3d yeah <clears throat> and they really use that to its advantage with like the camera angles and stuff, especially yep. like not only in the cutscenes, but also like when you're charging up your gun to like shoot the Emmy, um, it like goes to like a 45 degree angle yeah, like behind the, you the, 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 and um, the switch. Yeah. It's really good. Like the camera, the cameras stuff they do for this 2d game is really impressive. I, I don't think I've seen a 2d platformer do quite this. What's, um, what's, what's crazy is that, you know, like every game, I, I've been noticing this a lot lately on the Switch. Games just tend to not run very well on there, uh, mm-hmm. you know, especially ports of stuff. Mm-hmm. But Nintendo is just magic at making their games run. Like that game runs at a buttery 60. And when they when the cutscenes transition, it looks incredible. Like this, there's particle effects going off everywhere. And like it just runs so yeah. damn well. I don't and know what like, kind of magic Nintendo how? has. This, this console, <laughs> I mean, the, the Switch is four years old at this point, and, and they're getting, like, this game runs better than Breath of the Wild did, and that was like a launch game, mm-hmm. you know? So it's it's crazy to me how well uh, they've they've optimized this game to run, um, and, and just, I, they they really nailed it. I, I can't wait to play it. I'm, like I said, I'm going to play through all of the original games before I get to it, but I'm really looking, that's going to be like my holiday game, I think. And you said you were playing those on your Ambernick, right? Yeah, so I'm playing Zero Mission first, and then I think I'm going to play the A, another Metroid 2 remake. A, there you go. AM2R, because um, I've already played Samus Returns on the 3DS, which is Mercury Steam's first attempt at a Metroid game. And, Met- and, and that Mercury was a Steam remake of, of, two, of two. Metroid Z- of Samus Returns Metroid 2. Um, yeah. And 
So that was them really warming up, I think. And this is the one where they kind of nailed it. Because I like Samus Returns, but it's not one of my favorites of the Metroid series. I have not played. That was on 3DS, right? It was, yeah. I Um, need to play that. Uh, that, It's very good. It came out on such like the back end of the 3DS. Yeah, it came out at the very end. Like the the Switch had already been out for like a year and a half or something, two years. When when that game came out, and I was like, "Mm." I don't, I don't understand why they didn't just port it. uh, But the Switch, you mean? Yeah, but Nintendo going to Nintendo, you know? Dude, they'll they'll do it in 15 years and charge $40 for it. They'll charge $60 <laughs> for it. Yeah. Um, so, it'll, yeah, be like I, the, it'll be like the Metroid, like, anniversary collection, much like which was rumored. Mario. That was rumored to be coming this year. Yeah? Uh, that was supposed to be, that was a rumor for a while that they were going to launch that with the, uh, with the, right before um, Samus, or the, metroid dread but they you know they never did and now yeah. the rumor is that they're going to do a, a remake of the metroid prime trilogy uh on switch and launch that sometime next year so well, we'll are see. They, that'd are be they great do I metroid love... prime 4 still yeah metroid prime 4 is in development so i guess the idea is that they're going to do like that collection as a lead into uh metroid prime 4 you know kind of get people hyped that's what the metroid the rumored metroid collection for this one was supposed to be like a, a lead up into this like free marketing mm-hmm. you know you launch that and then get people hyped for your new one yeah um, but that didn't happen so hopefully the metroid prime one does happen because those games are great and you can only play them on fucking gamecube which i don't yeah. have so <laughs> the, the whole like announcement and release of dread was kind of wild like yeah, it was in like september they announced it and then they were <laughs> august because yeah, it, like, it was yeah. like no they announced it was the e3 the nintendo directed e3 is when they announced it so that was May. what like end of July, beginning of August, something like that. I think it was June. I think it was, was it June? June. So, yes. Nintendo. I don't know. They they do whatever the fuck they want because it's like they either have like these huge games that I don't know if they realize just like the gold that they have, but they like announce them and they release them two two months later, or they they announce a game and then don't say anything else about it for three years it's it's weird (laughs) there's no in between mario golf superstars or whatever was announced and then released within like three months but bayonetta 3 and you know metroid prime 4 have both been announced like four or five years ago breath of the wild 2 breath of the wild 2 is the same way yeah um yeah bayonetta 3 is just it's an anomaly i just don't understand i'm so excited for that game i hope (sighs) that they i guess they've already done one and two on the switch haven't they oh yeah i've i've beaten them both on the switch Okay, I need to I need to get those. They're so good. Um, They're so damn good. So yeah, so that's what we've been. That's that's the first game we've been playing. What else you've been? Well, rocking? that's that's what I've been playing is Metroid. What's what's uh what's next on your on your list there? So I don't remember how much we talked about last time, but uh, I have played and beaten Death Loop, which is one of this year's many uh, time loop games. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that game is really good it's by arcane who did one of my favorite games of the last generation which was prey uh, i don't think this game quite reaches the levels of prey just because of its broken it was dishonored also right they did dishonored as well which i like but i didn't love dishonored like i love prey but uh, uh dishonored is fun i didn't play the second one i probably should um but this game is you know you're looping you're going after these visionaries and you have to find a way to kill them all in one loop, and that breaks the loop. Uh, now, I think going into this game, I thought this was going to be more of a freeform thing, you know, where you can like develop in your head the perfect strategy to do it, and there would be like maybe you know a hundred different ways you could pull it off. 
but that is not what this game is. Really? I, it seems is, so much like it would be like a free form kind of thing where you kind of decide how you want to do things like Hitman almost. It, right. But it's not at all. So it's actually more like Arcane's other stuff where it's very narratively heavy focused and you just happen to be doing them in a, in a fractured narrative way. So like the narrative is what it is and you're going to accomplish the task that you're going to accomplish the way they want you to, but the way that you come upon them is going to be broken up. But at okay, the end, so it could you, be in like multiple, like in a ton of different orders, like a combinations of the, the order that you kill them? No. So the way that you discover them will probably be different. But the way that once you've discovered what you need to do, you're going to do them in that order to beat the game. Okay. So at, I don't know. I haven't read of anyone else finding a way to do it other than the way that they did. I mean, the, the way that you kill them can be different. But I think the order in which, because the way that it works is you have like a morning afternoon or morning noon afternoon night four periods of the day every single day and each visionary will be in a different spot depending on what time of day it is and you can take as long as you want in each one of those periods but once you leave the map or get killed it switches to the next cycle so you're there's only so many ways you would be able to accomplish it anyway um but the narrative way in which you accomplish them is always going to be the same from what i've seen okay so but 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 you know that just because it's not what I thought it was going to be doesn't mean it's not a good game. It's a very good game. Uh, it's just not as freeform as I think some people might have thought, knowing going in that it was a, you know, a a, a fractured narrative and a a time. But it's game. like it's it's a fractured narrative, but then it becomes like the further into it you get, it becomes more and more linear. Yeah, basically, because um, okay. as you're discovering things, and when you first start, it feels like so open. It feels like you could do anything you want, and you kind of can do anything you want. But if you want to beat the game, if you want to break the loop, you kind of have to do it in a certain way. Can you just like mess around and go like oh, yeah. just act crazy and then oh, yeah. it doesn't even matter because you're just yes. looping? Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could okay. go there. There's actually achievements or trophies for killing like every person in the map and escaping. <laughs> like literally <laughs> every single person on the map. There's a trophy for I love like that. going through and like uh, killing nobody and no one seeing you at all and escaping. Or like, I think it's actually what it is, is killing um, just the visionary yeah. and not and not having anyone else see you except for the visionary when you kill him and then leaving the map. So there's little stuff like that that's like, you know, and I, I pulled That sounds off most, challenging as hell. It actually, because <laughs> the powers they give you are so powerful uh, that- Powerful powers. <laughs> that you can accomplish <laughs> a lot of that stuff. And it really is, that's part is the open-ended part. The way you accomplish these goals is very open-ended because you can go in with like, there's one called Nexus, which is like, it links people together. So basically what you can do is it, it throws out like a little ball and wherever it hits, it like shoots out these little tendrils and whatever you do to one person, it affects everybody. Okay. And these types of things, the everybody plays by the same rules, including the visionaries. So like if you say you're like, on a visionary's in a visionary's like palace or whatever and there's just like a guard walking around and he happens to turn the corner and be near the visionary you can throw this nexus thing at him pop that guy in the back of the head and then the visionary dies too oh that's awesome so, yeah so I they like all that. follow they all follow the same rules it's that part is very free form it's just the order in which you do them is going to be the same at the end of the game no matter what is uh, from what you've said it sounds like the mechanics might be the most fun part the like the way of, that the yeah. powers and the guns kind of work together to yeah. make it to where you can kind of it freeform your way through the murdering. Yeah, yeah. So the the murder aspect of it is very Hitman-esque. <laughs> Fun murder. Uh, 
So you can go like invisible or you can blink, you know, like a blink power. Um, like in Dishonored. Like in Dishonored. Yeah. The powers are very dishonored a lot of times too. Um, but you could also go loud. There's like one that is called like, I can't remember the name of it, but it basically makes you take more damage and do more damage while it's active. So if you wanted to be like a guns blazing through the front door type, you can absolutely do that. One of my favorites was uh, you can you can hack like turrets and stuff. So what I would do is I would take like five turrets into the front of a level and throw them all down, link them all together, hack them, and then have them just like shooting all the people that would come out the front door, like trying to kill me. <laughs> so nice. like that, that, there's a lot of different ways you can accomplish these things. And, and it's kind of, that's, that one, of my favorite ways, that's one of my favorite ways to run through uh Bioshock is to just have like yeah. a bunch of turrets doing all my damage for me. The lineage of, <laughs> of Arcane's games to Bioshock are, is very, very, uh, very, very like set. Like it, it's def if you like, the shock i mean this is an immersive sim just like bioshock so if you like that style of gameplay the narrative for me isn't quite there on this one but the gameplay parts of it very much are okay man i gotta get a ps5 i've been saying it for a year it's a good game and if you can get a ps5 it's definitely worth it oh. uh, but dishonored out of dishonored Deathloop, very fun um uh, your mileage may vary on the ending. I don't think the ending's very good. I think that's a common complaint. Are there multiple endings, or is it just there's one? There's probably ending? two. If, there's if, definitely two. I, there's definitely two. I can I can say that because you get a choice at the end. I don't know if there's more than that. Oh, uh, a choice! You get to choose which ending you get. Kind of. Yeah, because you're going to make a decision based on something that's presented to you at the end. Okay. And you get to choose whether to do something or not do something. Okay. Uh, and that changes. So I. I need to go back and do it all because you can do the whole loop. Like by the time you're at the end of the game, you're so fucking good at the game that you can just cruise through murdering everybody. And you could probably finish that final loop in like 15 minutes. I think it took me like 25 minutes the last time I went through and killed everybody and beat the game. That's cool. Um, but the, so, but I haven't gone back and seen the second ending yet. I, I chose the ending that I think most people are probably going to choose. And now I'd like to go see what the other one is. Um, well, um, next time I'm over there, I'll watch you run. I'd love to watch you run through that shit and oh, yeah. see the it's, other it, ending. It, it's a very fun game to watch too, just because of how nuts so it can get with all the powers and the, the way that the enemies work and stuff like that. So I think well, that'd be fun. Hey, um, I think it's about time for another beer. I think so. What do you think? Dude. Also the bottom of this KBS with cocoa nibs is so chocolatey. <laughs> it is so chocolatey. It's so delicious. That's the way you like it. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. So we will be right back with more booze and games. Gonna go grab another beer real quick. Ugh. Boom. Mm. Tasty beer. Yeah. Welcome back, everybody to the old gaming and drinking cast episode 11 i'm adam gogan with travis casey that's me that's him this is a look at this red ass ale what is that that looks like it that looks like like a cherry sour this or is, is that is that a Browners backwoods bastard oh nice okay it is an ale asian oak barrels i think it's a red ale um it's definitely a red whatever i haven't had it yet Roasted malt, sweet caramel. So it's 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 closer to like a fat tire than like you know. Let me like see a, that color again. 
Oh yeah, it, the lighting makes it. It's not as purple as it looks. It, it's way more. Uh, it looks br- it, like a dark brown. It's like a dark brown. It's a reddish brown. Um, yeah. This is a Scotch ale, I think they call it. Uh, okay. Uh, and it's it's very. If you thought that KBS was boozy, boy, <laughs> what's the percentage like, on that? It's eleven percent, so it's less alcohol. But this this smells like literally smells like malts. So, <laughs> dude, I can't wait for you to try this this KBS. It's very good though. Yeah, is um, that your first but, time having that one? Oh no, no, no! I've had. I think I've had all the found like the big founders the over my course of time at Comer's. Yeah. Um, just because of you know work stuff and and generally like they're so boozy anyway that you're like, well, I, I gotta try eleven percent fucking KBS, you know? Yeah. So, um, what are you drinking? Um. I am drinking. You'll you'll actually probably know this one from uh, High Wire Brewing in Asheville. Mm-hmm. Um, the Zirkus Fest Oktoberfest Lager Beer. Oh, cool! Yeah, I um I was so busy in October that I didn't really get the chance to drink the Oktoberfest beers that I wanted to drink, and this was one of the ones that I wanted to try. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I've always liked High Wire stuff. Um, yeah. Good brewery. Yeah, this one was – I'll just read what it had. Gold medal winner at the 2016 Great American Beer Festival in the German-style Martzen category. Nice. Yeah, so I'm, I'll definitely try that. And it's also got a bearded lady on the, on the can. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, Zirkus Fest. That's, That's awesome. I'm, I'm down with that. So 6%. Um, yeah, not very hoppy. Uh, kind of malty got a nice color to it yeah for sure like a good martson mm-hmm. i'm gonna miss all the good martsons now oh that's yummy yeah that's real good i've drank so many of them over the past <laughs> two months i have definitely gotten my fill i'm actually really ready for you know what the, the way that i kick off the post oktoberfest beer thing is to go get one of those saint bernard christmas ales because they are so saint bernardus like, yeah saint bernardus yeah they're like 13 yeah. percent. oh <laughs> yeah so um <laughs> So I think I'll probably go get one of those this weekend um, when I'm coming back from, cause I'll be in Charlotte. I fucks with that. I'll be in Charlotte tomorrow, Wednesday. I don't know. Tomorrow I'll be in Wilmington Wednesday. Then I'll be in Charlotte Thursday and Friday. So I love I'll it. probably come back from that with, with some decent beer. Um, Heck yeah, man. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, we were kind of talking about what, what games we, we've got a bunch of games that we could talk about, but um, we really just want to talk about the stuff we want to talk about. So we're going to yeah. do that. Um, I, th- I feel like it's better when we have like a focused zoom, like on a few games as opposed to like trying to cover like a wide swath. Yeah. So, so I think we'll probably both do like one or two more games and then, and then uh, go from there. Yeah. Um, but this one is, is an old game, but uh I downloaded a goes away. whole bunch of DLC um, that I – Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, man. It's my daily play. I play – I literally play this game almost every day. Um, but – I saw until, your, your counter, your hour counter on there is like over 1,000 now. No way. Is it really? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, think that, I think that was yours I saw. Hold on. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see what I got here. I can pull it up on uh, – Super Smash. Nope, three hundred and fifty. Oh, was it that? I thought it was a lot higher than that. Still, that's a so lot. My, one of my friends on my friends list has over a thousand hours in Smash Brothers. But jeez, yeah, I play it almost every day, so I don't know how 
Like, but I don't play it for hours a day. I play it for like while I'm pooping and right before I go to bed. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's my poop game. Uh, <laughs> so what's your uh, so you bought the Fighters so, Pass one yeah and, one and two right? Yeah, I never I never bought any of the DLC before. I I mean I got the Piranha Plant character for free for pre-ordering the game. Uh-huh. Um, but other than that, I did not buy any of the characters. But so what's your uh, favorite of the fighters, and why is it Sephiroth? <laughs> <laughs> dude so my favorite fighter so i've got two um i really really like sora to be completely honest sora, right. sora not just not because of like the character sora but because the abilities he has are freaking awesome but i think they really were like they hit hit it out of the park with like the stuff that he does he does, does like he bring in <clears throat> like Firaga and th- no no he doesn't do any of that but he does um I think that would be a whole nother can of worms a, as far as a licensing, licensing nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably, it's probably a nightmare just to get Sora in there. Do they have any like music from Disney or stage stuff from Disney or anything? Um, not it's probably really. All take, I no, bet his stage is Twilight Town. Is, it's all is, about keys. Is his stage um, Twilight Town? I honestly couldn't even tell you. I, I don't pay attention to stages, dude. I just pay attention to the characters. Oh, um, I can look real quick though. Cause that's like an original. Um, it's hollow bastion. Okay, so it is one of yeah. the the Kingdom yeah, it's Hearts one of the it's one of the Kingdom Hearts areas. towns. Um, but no, what what I really like about him is that with most characters, uh, the special attack is it's one thing, but with him, it's he, he's got Fyraga, Thundaga. Oh, he's uh, got Final Fantasy spells. Blizzara and. And uh, how do you do, is it random which one triggers or no, it cycles through so you know which one is coming next? So it's almost like a card battler in that way. Well, I mean, right off the bat, you get Fyra, I think, and then after that, you get Thundaga, and um, they do such different things. So, like, but with like, yeah. if you keep pressing B when he's got the Fyra, he will literally just go fireball, 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 and then and um. Yeah, you can spam the crap. It's Fyraga, Thundaga, Blizzaga, and then it goes back to Fyraga. Nice. Um, but, like, with Fyraga, it's a straight up, like, all the way across the map, straightforward fireball. And then Thundaga, actually, it's, like, three three lightning bolts that come down across the street. More of an AoE. Boom. An yeah, AOE. and then the Blizzaga is, like, just right in front of you, like a like a cold blast and it'll freeze them and turn them into like ice and you can like knock them off the map while they're frozen nice so like it's a very diverse set of skills all on that one button that's Um, kind of like um isn't the i don't know what they call him but the persona persona 5 protagonist doesn't he have joker Joker, doesn't he have like varied uh honestly can i can i tell you something i haven't even played with joker Oh, you should. I think <laughs> I think his special changes too. I think he pulls different personas out depending. No, on. he once he gets to like he's got a meter that charges, and then is that once, what it is? yeah, he's got a meter that charges, and then once it gets charged up, you can then call out his persona, which is like the one with the big. Top the Zendaya, hat. whatever. Yeah. No, not Zendaya. That's an actress, but <laughs> it's something like that. Though. <laughs> I've been watching Doom. Okay. Um, um, I can't remember which. It's his main persona in the game, though. Yeah, the one you get first. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen that now. And then, like, when you when he does that, he gets, like, a set of wings. He can fly, and all of his attacks become, like, just more powerful versions of what they were before. Um, <clears throat> but, no, I've been playing with him, and I, I, I really like his mobility a lot, too. He's got a really floaty double jump, and it goes super high. And uh, – 
Oh, so he jumps like he does in the game. Yeah, super floaty. Yeah. Like it's almost His like feet go I mean, straight up like that, and <laughs> yeah, like does like a yeah, like a, a split. Such a goofy animation, dude. He's but. so goofy. I love it. Um, but then the other one I've really been enjoying, and it's because again, I like having a more diverse move set. Is uh, Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles Two? Oh, cool. Yeah. Um. So, like, you press down B and you'll switch between Pyra and Mithra, the characters, and it's, like, completely different movesets for each one. Right. I, I remember when uh, Sakurai was talking about that in the direct. It was, like, I think that's the first character to have anything like that, right? Like, to switch between two. Pokemon Trainer, you could always switch between Squirtle, Ivysaur, and Charizard. Uh, other, oh, cool. than, other than that, though, yeah. But those are, like, I guess this is, like, a fighter that changes, like, it's like a sword fighter. Two sword, sword fighter, fight. yeah, like a heavy sword fighter, and then like a like a rapier <clears throat> like a, fighter. A fencer, yeah. That, that's yeah. that's super cool. I, I like that idea. I need to get this game. I, I've been wanting to, but it's it never goes on fucking sale. It won't. It never goes on sale. It won't. It's not even on sale for Black Friday. They've already put all the Black Friday <laughs> stuff out. A bunch of Switch games, including Xenoblade Listen, Chronicles, which I'm gonna get. Um, but I've they got, don't ever put. I got that one. The DE. Definitive edition. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not down with the lingo. <laughs> just do a gaming podcast. The, you mean the DE? <laughs> you, know, you know you like the DE. <laughs> I love uh, that DE. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, so, Dick extension? <laughs> wait. Wait, what? <laughs> Xenoblade Chronicles Dick extension? Now, that is a crossover I think a lot of people could get behind. I mean, who's the dude from Xenoblade Chronicles? Fucking, uh, Shulk. Bart's. Schultz. Shulk. Shulk. There's Shulk. a, so Shulk is in this game too. And there's yeah, a yeah, very he a, controversial, he, uh, he carries the Monado. Skin. He, can, he yeah. carries the Monado. So yeah. he, there's is a like, very controversial skin that he, like that he has in this game where he's just basically in his underwear. Yeah. The swimsuit thing, yeah, which is weird. so weird because they've been doing those kinds of skins in JRPGs for literal decades. So, and he, I don't, don't get me started on that shit. Uh, but you, because you can play as that skin in the game itself. Like there's a scene where they're in their skivvies. Yeah. Um, but no, Pyra so, and Mithra. Uh, I really, I really like them. I really. But, like but them. so uh, you haven't. How's Piranha Plant? Piranha Plant, I've played with. I that used to be one of my mains. Like back when I first got the game. Um, I really like their uh, up B special. That, like, what about oh wait the, the so we forgot i you you the best trailer i think they've ever done for smash brothers is when uh kiryu is throwing everybody the, off the, everybody the, cliff. the volcano that is one of the funniest Kazu, it was kazuya kazuya yeah oh no because kiryu, no, kiryu is uh is uh Yakuza. yeah kazuya kazuya the tekken yes. that is one of the funniest thing have you played as him because he seems like he'd be a little fun. bit yeah, like, he's, he's almost like a real fighting game character. He is. It really feels like you're playing Tekken kind of whenever you're playing with him, which is weird. Um, but I like it. It's very, it's much stiffer actions though than you're used to when you're playing with other characters in Smash. Not like Samus, um, where you can like thrice jump and then come back over the ledge <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a cool one. But no, I do one I do really like is Sephiroth. Sephiroth is a bad mama jamma. Yeah, he's. he's um, like he's super like his attacks are super slow um but when they hit dude they hit hard 
they hit. He, he, and he carries that long ass sword, right? So yeah, yeah, and that sword can like stab through platforms and stab through like the oh, edge of the. Nice. Yeah, is that is that not? Do most swords not work that way in this game? No. Uh, no, but like his, like just straight up, like stabs all the way through a platform. Like if somebody's hanging on the edge or like beneath the platform you're standing on, you can just like stab it down and like. Cool. Yeah. Is Snake in this game? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought that Snake every cool. I knew he had been in a Smash Brothers, and I, I thought they had said that every Smash Brothers character was. Dude, in there's game. let me. I think it's eighty something characters now. Jeez. It's insane. Hold on, one, two, three, four, five, six times one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, sixty plus eighteen, seventy-eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, eighty-four. Eighty-four, 84 characters. Yeah, that is, no, and all of them have <laughs> different. Like they're not like palette swap. They all have like no. unique and different move sets. I mean, there are a lot of sword fighters at this yeah, point. Yeah, but they all they, they're down B or they're up B, whatever the fucking special move is. It's all different. Like it's not the same for any of them. So yeah, like you gotta yeah. wonder. I mean, that's why Sakurai needs a nap. Give that guy <laughs> like, a break. He's just he's been doing this for so long. Yeah, uh, I really hope he's done after now that Sora's finished that he can go take a nap somewhere. Dude, he's about to nap so hard. He <laughs> he deserves it. If mm. anybody deserves a nap, it's Sakurai. I mean, I don't think Smash Brothers is done, but I do. I mean, I like Sakurai, but I want him to go make another game because, like, if he's this good at this stuff, like, imagine what he could do with a new thing, like re-energize, whatever. Like, I really want to see him go do something else. And they can keep this. It doesn't have to be Sakurai that does it. Like, he, they can get another person. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, my I mean it's not like he's the only person on this game either. Like, right, exactly. He, there's a whole slew of people making these right. characters. And it's not like it's a deep narrative. Like, you don't want somebody else doing Metal Gear that's not Kojima because of... But, dude, know. like, the, the tightness of the moves uh, and the movement and the mechanics in this game is incredible. And the way that they, like hold true to every character with all the music and and the levels and everything it's it's really insane and you've seen so many other games try to imitate it and they just all fall short like by a mile yep um especially like i i've been so tempted to play this uh nintendo nickelodeon, nickelodeon one. one dude i'm so tempted but the I've, thing I've that heard makes good, I've, I've heard good things about that game actually i have too like about the actual gameplay but the thing is it was like the thing about smash is they throw a serious budget of that game they they yeah. pay for the licensing yeah and you can tell the there's not a lot of budget in this they don't even have the voice actors which yeah like that's huge like i, I watched a, a a few people play it like on twitch or on youtube or whatever mm -hmm. uh the the nickelodeon one and like instead of having like SpongeBob. Boys, you know you know, like in um in Smash, there's no like intro video. There's no like taunting each other at the beginning of the fight. Or Not like Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> no, but like they just like they do have like voice acting for like getting hit or doing their abilities or whatever. Like you still hear their voices and they've got the music and it's got that heart in the game. Right. Yeah. But with the Nickelodeon one, they actually tried to do the intro videos, but instead of having any audio, they've got text boxes. <laughs> it's like, come on. Like, just yeah, like don't, if, even, if don't even do that. It, like, how expensive would it be to get the guy who plays SpongeBob to come in and do, like, 20 lines of dialogue? You know, like, it can't be that expensive. Um, give, yeah. give the game the butt. That's a, but here's what I think will happen. So you remember that Power Rangers game that came out a few years ago, the Power Rangers fighting game? Mm -hmm. Battle for the Grid? Yeah, it was the same way 
when it started, it didn't have, it had like no cutscenes, no voice acting. Now it's got all that stuff because the game was a success. So they went back and they put all that stuff in because they could afford it. So maybe if this game is a success, they'll go back and do that kind of stuff. That would be well, nice. May, that makes me want to go buy that game even more. That'll be my next drunk purchase <laughs> tonight. But they don't have, <laughs> they, don't, they have Ren and Stimpy, but they don't have like Doug. Oh, they've got a lot of good ones, dude. Like, I love Doug. the deep cuts. I, lo- I know. They should have Quail Man. That should be Well, see, Doug, but see, what I found out is that Doug is now owned by Disney. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was on, like, ABC Family or something. No, Doug they, was on Nickelodeon. I know it was, but I mean, like, no, recently. Oh, you mean later on? Yeah, they, re- yeah. they revamped it for, like, ABC Family or something like that. Well, I don't like that at all. But, yeah, like, apparently Disney. Yeah, Roger Klotz just looks – not like Roger. Oh, I saw that. that that's not Patty Doug. Mayonnaise that's, that's, doesn't that's look not, like Patty Mayonnaise. That's not real, Doug. That's not Doug. No, Doug is old school. Yeah, they have like weird cuts from like Ren and Stimpy. They have like Log Man or something or Log uh, Powdered Toast Man. Powdered Toast Man. Yeah, that's it. They've uh, also got Oblina from All Real Monsters. That's cool. Love they that. Any, they should have if they had someone from Salute Your Shorts or you can't. Like on a, television like an actual like human digitized but yeah make him look like more like mortal kombat one era <laughs> digitize them or like uh, i wouldn't be mad at that or hey what, dude, who is like, who get, is the host who is the host of uh you of, can't do that on television oh mark summers mark summers dude what if they got like, mark, like a digital dude, mark dude, summers that would he should be like he should be like the shao Kahn. he's just like in the background like sitting on a <laughs> throne <or> something. <laughs> now that that that's what they'll go back and add when they start doing throwing the budget at it. They'll, they'll the fatality add. will be like you jam someone <laughs> up a giant nose. <laughs> you can see the pack, it'll be like the packaging will be like Mark Summers edition, <laughs> like at the bottom. It's just a picture of his face on there. I, oh, that's when I'm gonna buy it. I love it. Oh heck yeah! I would be all about that. Um, no, let me see who else they have in this game, dude. Because they've got a it's a deep lineup. They've got a uh, Nigel Thornberry in there from uh, the Wild Thornberries. Yeah. Nickelodeon. Um, let's see. All Star Brawl. That's the name of the game. Uh, they got Reptar. I'm really like I love the lineup that they have in this game. Um, they got Cat Dog. I'm Cat Dog. They got Reptar. Super super stoked about that. Uh, they got Zim from Invader Invader Zim. Uh, they got Leonardo from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Michelangelo and April O'Neil. Yeah, I figured they'd have the turtles because they own that. Ang, I've heard Ang is like super OP. Oh yeah, I forgot they own um Avatar. Oh dude, yeah, I used to watch that every day when I got home from school. See, I watched Avatar on DVD, so I forgot it was a Nickelodeon thing. They got Legend of Cor- they got Korra from Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. The- pretty bad like, they've got they've got a hell of a lineup so if they could actually turn this into something that shows love to those characters more than just like yeah how can you not go out and get ang and cora like for a, a day of recording like i don't understand how expensive that could possibly be like you've See, already put the money in for the licensing you might as well get the actors but from what i've seen like this is what makes me want to get it even though is that like i've seen the the moves and the abilities that these characters have and those show love to the characters like right. that's what i'm saying like you can tell the developers have love for it yeah. it's just that they didn't have the budget to go buy the the I, I feel like if you want authenticity for something like this which is what 
like if you're a fan of these characters and you want to play a game like this you want the authenticity of it like you want to feel like you're you know having the experience of watching the show and the biggest thing about that is having the voice actors like that's just a huge thing um, mm-hmm. but yeah. I, I i do think because they, they've come out and said like hey we're going to keep updating this game and, and adding stuff to it and i think that that is going to be something they're going to add like, i also wonder because it's on like everything i think yeah it's on switch it's on ps4 ps5 so like i know it's probably not going to run great on the switch uh so I think I kind of want to wait until I get my new PC or get a PS5 before I start buying games that aren't just on the Switch. That's why I haven't really been buying anything or playing my PS4 at all is because, like, I'm just kind of over it. I want to get the PS5 or I want to get my PC before I start playing newer stuff. Uh, when you get your um, PC, we can play games on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking, speaking. of that... uh <laughs> I, I totally forgot to even bring this up into the into the outline. But um yeah, I I've got a buddy of mine down in Savannah who uh posted on Facebook that he was that he had a bunch of uh that he had a bunch of like 30 series graphics cards and a bunch of other stuff, like a bunch of other parts. Um and he was like, if anybody wants me to build them a PC, just let me know. Mm-hmm. So I shot him a message and I was like, yo dog, I am in the market. Uh, Cause I I'm, I'm Jonesing. <laughs> so he's got, he's going to build me a PC with a 3060 TI, which he's only charging me $618 for the, the 3060 TI. Um, which isn't terrible. I don't think. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, um, and the re- but can I say this also? The reason that he's charging me six hundred and eighteen dollars is because he bought one of those uh, scalper bots, right? <laughs> that like b- automatically buys stuff that like goes out like super quick. Um, What's your uh, what kind of RAM are you getting in there? RAM he didn't specify yet. It says to fit budget in there. Um, RAM and storage is both to fit budget. Um, What's your he- uh, does it say he's got it says roughly a hundred dollars for ram roughly 125 for storage um i don't know so let, i'll just go through the list Those are the two- RAM is not, i mean you, you should be able to get at least 16 gigs so you should be yeah. fine so for gpu i've got the uh 3060 gigabyte 3060 ti gaming card nice um cpu he's got an i7 10700k Wow, that's awesome. Um, motherboard, Asus Prime Z590. Uh, case is going to be the Cor- Corsair 220T. I told him I wanted a big case so I could uh, swap out and upgrade as I needed to. Yep. Um, RAM and storage are both to fit budget. Power supply is going to be the EVGA650 GQ90 Plus Gold. Nice. He's going name brand with everything. That's awesome. Um. And then that's pretty much everything he's got. And altogether, like, it's not, that does not include RAM or storage or monitor. And that's looking at $1,472. So I think altogether out the door, I'm going to be probably paying about two grand for it. You'll probably buy your own monitor. And I would buy, yeah, I'm going to buy my own own monitor for sure. Yeah. I, I, you can get monitors for cheap. And you, I mean, you could buy a, you know, I'm not going to get a cheap monitor though. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have, they're not like, they're not like graphics cards. They're not like super, super, super. But you, right but now, you like, know, I'm going to get one with like a 
fucking amazing get, refresh rate. Get a G Sync and you, you're off yeah. to the like you're good to go. Uh, yeah, but what does that all sound like? What is that? Does that? I don't know enough about PC gaming to really know what the fuck. To play literally anything that comes out for the next probably four or five years. I mean, depending on your your RAM, I assume he's going to give you sixteen. Like maybe I don't think you can get thirty two with a hundred dollars, but I think sixteen will be fine for right now. You'll you'll have to upgrade in the future, but that graphics card is going to be a monster for years to come. So perfect, you'll be fine. Uh, and that i seven, that's that's nice. That's so, good stuff. Yeah, good. So you'll be able and you'll be able to run anything that comes out on Game Pass, which you know you can get back for Blood, and we can play. Oh, back for Blood. Back for Blood, <laughs> uh, which is a. I've been playing a bunch of games on Game Pass, and well, next time we meet, I'll have one of our most anticipated games of the year downloaded and ready to play, uh, which comes out tomorrow. Forza Horizon Five. Whoop, whoop. That, that trailer blew us away during E3, and I, I know yeah. we're both really excited about that. So, yeah, that's going to be a fun one. I probably won't be able to play it until the weekend because I'm going to be gone all weekend, but or all week. But <clears throat> uh, what I have been playing is Back for Blood, which is a it's from Turtle Rock. The guys, some of which are responsible for Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead 2, which were two of my favorite games on the 360. Uh, I don't think you were a part of our group that played it back in the day, but like me and no, I wasn't. Jason and I think even your brother Kyle got in on it sometimes like we would play you know Left 4 Dead and just go to town on it and it was such a fun game I don't think that that was back when everyone had like more free time and all this other stuff it's, it's hard to replicate that now mm -hmm. and I think the big problem that I have with this game is that it's so multiplayer focused that it's just without a hardcore gaming group like if this were on PS5 like if it were on PS Now or PS Plus, I think we would be, I think this would be one of our big games right now, but since it's not, it's on PC and I don't have any other PC players to play with. Um, it is on PS5 or PS4, PS5, but it's just Is it cross-play? I don't know. I assume so. I think most games are nowadays, but I have not checked that out. I assume it is. Um, so if we get your brother to get it on Xbox and we could both play it on PC, that would be, that'd be dope. That would be super we just dope. need to get Kyle back on video games in general, first and foremost. Yeah, well, he sent me a <laughs> He was playing Overwatch the other day, so that's all he plays. Yeah, but I mean, if he's got Game Pass, he can download this, and I know he'd love to play with us. Like that would be fun. Yeah, um, I think but, he'd be. I think he'd be down with that. Yeah. Um, what so, was that? What, all right, sorry. Go ahead. No, ask. I was gonna say, what was that twin stick shooter that was on Game Pass that you were playing? That was like a tower. The ascent. The Ascent, yeah. Yeah, that's a great game. That's another one that we will be playing together whenever I get the PC. For sure. Yeah. Um, and Outriders, too. Outriders is a, is a fun game. Uh, Dude, from, we got a lot of multiplayer gaming to do. I'm so excited that you're getting a PC because I have all these great multiplayer games that I haven't anyone to play with. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and since it's on Game Pass, we know Kyle can get it, too, so that's at least three people we can play with. Uh, but anyway, so Back for Blood is very much a Left 4 Dead game but it, it it does a little bit extra. It has a card system. So you are getting these cards as you go throughout, like you, you basically build a deck before you go into the each, each act. And then you choose, so you, the way you build your character, instead of like specking with experience points and stuff, is you, you spec with your deck. So you can get like a melee card that adds like a, a melee, like a, a knife on your melee, 
and it turns it in. So normally, if you had a melee attack, it would have to be one of your weapon or your, a melee weapon. But this gives it puts it on your melee attack, so that you don't have to spend one of your weapon slots on a melee weapon. Okay. So you could basically turn a melee, and then there's one that's like uh, every time you get a melee kill, it gives you like brief invincibility and also like boosts your damage for a limited period of time. So, so you can literally, you, how many cards do you get in your deck? You get five for each run. Okay. And you can burn them whenever you want. Um, oh, so you have to, it's not like something that's like constantly like well, it, a I, passive. Actually, actually no, I think they're all active immediately. Yeah. I don't, there's no, I don't think there's any burnt. Well, no. Some of them I'm sure some of them, it's some like, of them a, are, it's the like one a that burst ability or something. Yeah. I think there might be some, but most of them are just active at all times. Okay. Um, so if you want to spec your cards to be melee focused, you can do that. If you want to be like a medic focus, basically you build your character class by stacking your cards, which is a do really you, cool component. Do you get a like set deck to pick from? And nope. so nope. every time is it random that you just get like a random assortment of cards that you try to build your deck with? So you, it is random, but you can always build, you get so many that you can always build whatever you want when you're built. I think you get like 20 at a time or something like that. Um, so you can always spec kind of how you want to. Yeah. You'll always okay. have the options to spec how you'll always have some medic folk or like healing focus ones. You'll always have some melee focus ones. You'll always have some gun focused ones. Um, and so you can kind of just spec however you want to spec uh, in the game. And like that part is really cool. The, the biggest problem with the game is like I said, that it's so multiplayer focused that without like a hardcore group, I've only gotten through the first act and it's, and then I will say something that there's no progression. So the progression is the cards. So when you finish an act, everything resets all your guns. Oh, and you also are like upgrading these guns the entire time you're adding like a stock or a, you know, like a purple stock, a gold scope, a, a gold, you know, a purple. Are you finding muzzle. those like on the ground or you're like finding them on the ground and in boxes as you go through the game? And do those stay with you after the run? They, go, they stay through with, through each mission during the act, but at the end of the act, they go away. And you all, you're, you're purchasing upgrades when you get to like your safe rooms and stuff like that. And too. those, those purchases that you're making at the end of each act, are those staying with you the entire time? So you don't make, you don't make purchases at the end of each act. You make them when you get into your safe room or there's like little kiosks throughout the level. And do those so, stay with you like for eternity? Does, any, does anything stay with you forever? No. Okay. And that's, that's my biggest problem with it so far is that it feels like once you're done with the act that you're starting all over again, which you, cause you are, you mm -hmm. are starting all over again, but you, you're taking with you the knowledge and, and, the, and, and the cards you get, you're taking those with you, but your guns all reset. You're like, you know, everything else resets. It so, sounds like there's a lot of leveling up systems. Um, the, are you leveling up the cards too? Or do those just stay flat the whole time? They stay flat the whole time. Okay. You, I, I don't know that you, you, you probably get better ones as you progress or maybe See, that's like, there's gotta ones. be some kind of progression. It sounds like there's no real progression in this game. That's well, so far what I've seen is that there's not, but I like, I have not, I've only beaten the first act. So like, I can't speak to how deep it gets. I don't know oh, that's I, when, right. it, that's when right. it, when it reset everything, when I was done with the first act, I kind of deflated myself. You know what I mean? Like, I was <laughs> it's like, like oh, oh, I've got all this cool shit. Oh, yeah, never exactly. mind. I'm back down. To Which the, I get, the P90, you know, like, or because like, there's P20. like four, I think there's four acts and they're really long. Like the first act probably took like five hours to beat. So like, um, maybe even well, longer. Um, but you can like, 
go through i'm sure once you get good that won't take nearly as long but i guess like by the time if you were to go through all four acts with this and you have progressed like what are they going to give you on your guns by the end of the fourth act like there's no probably not much so yeah. i see why they do that i just wish there was something overarching maybe in, in place of that or maybe you get to keep one gun or something like like something yeah. that gives you but there so far that i've seen there hasn't been so so that, that i never i never played left for dead mm. um so i'm like the reason i'm asking all these questions is because i'm like literally just kind of I don't know what really is what to so expect it's a very, or what to think about, but what it sounds like is, is it basically Call of Duty Zombies? Uh, no, <laughs> it's not Call of Duty Zombies because it's not like a horde thing. Um, there okay. are hordes in the game, but you're going through a level. You're not like stuck in one spot. And they give you different, so there's what's also called like the AI director, which changes each so basically there's an AI component that changes the, the, the structure of each mission. So like when you play act one, when I play act one again with you, it'll be different than the first time I played it because there'll be like, you know, say for the first time I went through, uh, we're supposed to get to this door before all the hordes came crashing down on us. Maybe mm -hmm. the second time I play it, we're going to have to defend this zone while the hordes come around us and we're going to have to like hold it down for a set amount of time. That kind of stuff changes throughout the missions, throughout the level okay. each time you play. So there's like an AI component that keeps it fresh, which is probably why another reason why there's not progression because it changes every time you play. Okay, well um, that yeah, that makes it sound like from from what you said so far about like the the cards and how everything resets after every act, like that just sounds kind of exhausting. It, it can be, yeah. But the fact that it changes every time that makes that at least keeps it somewhat fresh and doesn't. It, it like definitely makes it fresh, and I will say that what also makes it fresh is like taking a melee character into an act versus taking like a medic or something like that plays completely differently. Um, and when you have a squad that's like communicating and doing stuff, it really feels really good. Like uh, there, there are moments when playing like the original Left 4 Dead, Left 4 Dead 2 that I can still remember to this day because they were so impactful in the way that we played. Like I remember uh, one time I, I was playing with Ian and I think Kyle Gogan and definitely Jason. And we were walking through and there were these things called the witches in the first game and they were like insanely powerful but they would be like in a corner and you would it, they would be crying and everyone's like don't wake the witch don't wake the witch don't wake the witch and if you don't make too much noise you won't wake her and you won't have to worry about her but then of course i think it was ian like went over there and like was like just shot her in the back with a shotgun and she like went off and she obliterated our whole squad and and i still remember that to this day because it was such a fun and cool moment and of course we were yelling at ian and, and, you know, all this other stuff. but there's that same type of camaraderie in this game because it does get really hard and it does get really overwhelming and those moments are really good but i think you have to, it, it all, everything has to align for that to work right like you have to have four people you know or three people you know including yourself and everyone has to be like into it because if you got somebody who's just like whatever like the squad's not going to come through and it's not going to be fun you know mm -hmm. so it can be a great game it just requires a lot of effort from everybody involved and and for you to have those people to get involved in the first place well, so it's kind of a big ask but it, it's 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 if you have the squad i think it's going to be worth it and i, I, I can't how many that. people play it four four yeah. can you go in with a two-man squad or no oh yeah, yeah yeah it'll give you you can do two ai the ai is garbage but you can do that yeah and then you can um or you can have two randos join your team I think, I, I think we'd rather do two AI. Yeah. I think randos would just piss me off real bad. I mean, the AI I'm sure would piss me off too, but. But at least you don't have to. I, do I don't, I don't like playing any games with random people. 
I don't either. Unless I don't have to talk to him. Like Splatoon, yeah, I'll play Splatoon with randos because that's kind of the only way to play it. Yeah, but you don't – this game you kind of have to have communications. Yeah. So. Um, hey, what do you say we take another quick break, grab another beer? Sounds good. All right, we will be right back with more booze and games. Welcome uh, back. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 11, Gaming Drinking Cast. We've kind of already gone over uh, what, we've been, what we've been playing. Um, normally, we'd kind of go into the news from here, but, you know, a lot of the news has been kind of a bummer lately. So, not really going to get into that too much, but one thing we did want to talk about that we're both pretty stoked for is the, uh, the Elden Ring trailer. <laughs> The gameplay trailer that just came out. Do you hear my dog lapping up water right now? You're Elder muted. Parker's losing his mind right now. So. <laughs> also, real quick, uh, I'll, I'll mention what I'm drinking. I've got the uh, Rogue Bat Squatch, um, which is a hazy IPA uh, from Rogue. Uh, it is 6.7%. Um and yeah, let's see what let's see what we got here. What is that? That's a hazy IPA. Yeah. Yeah, hazy IPA. And it's like their Halloween. I just, you know, I'm a sucker for cans. That's a it's nice got, can. It's got a great can. That's a good can. It's got a got a nice can on it. <laughs> <laughs> um so hold on. Mm. it's a good hazy. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. So normally we'd be going through the news right now, but there hasn't been a whole lot. It's in a slow period. Uh, but uh, instead of doing like the depressing Activision Blizzard stuff, which we've covered a bunch in here, or something like we'll that. Skip all that. Skip we'll all that. go straight to the fun stuff, which is a 20 minute Elden Ring trailer uh, that just came out. If you guys don't know, Elden Ring is the new game from From Software, the makers of Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I'm sure if anyone is watching this, they know about Elden Ring. <laughs> so, uh, right off the bat, the trailer is very clear that this is not your typical Dark Souls type thing. Like, it is very much an open world. Uh, there is a lot going on. Big fan of the Ghost Horse. Yeah, so you can summon a horse at basically any time, uh, traverse this very large map, and eventually at one point in the trailer, it zooms out and shows you the map, and then it, the cursor just keeps going and going and going and going, and it just keeps going up, and the, the map just looks gigantic. Um, and throughout the map, you see the character go into these, like, they're like, oh, this is a dungeon. This is like a, a little area that you can go into and explore, or you can go to this big castle which is like a main dungeon, which I think is going to be more like a Dark Souls area where, <clears throat> you know, there's traps and there's like a, a very specific way you're supposed to go and stuff like that. So it looks like it's going to combine like the open world exploration of Skyrim with the Dark Souls dungeoning. Yeah. Uh, also the combat of Dark Souls. This so, looks so good. Um, uh, I really like how like in the, in the whole thing, there's always that like light tree that like, is kind of right. like, I guess, like the main focus of where you're trying to go. I'm not really sure. So at the beginning, it looks like there's a light tree, but as there's a part where he stands up on a mountain and you see there's like five of them. 
Oh. But it looks like you're going to go to each one of these little trees, light trees, uh, for lack of a better word, that's pretty much the best way to describe them. They're like yeah. glowing effervescent trees. Uh, and you're going to go to those and, and try to, uh, I don't know what you're supposed to be doing with them, but you're, you're definitely going to go explore those areas. Uh, I mean, the combat is very Dark Souls. Yes, 100%. Like, but I will say this, they've definitely done a lot with like um, uh, magic and stuff. So Sean yeah. and I were watching it together and we're both like, the magic looks incredible in this game. Like it looks like they've really upped their game when it comes to the magic stuff. Because magic in Dark Souls is pretty stilted. Um, you know, you like kind of have to be still, shoot a blast, and it's like a little blast. It can be very powerful, but it's also very like slow. Mm -hmm. This game, he's shooting out ginormous AOE effects and like raining down like swords at one point, and it, it just looks nuts. Like uh, it looks so cool. And it looks like the lore in this is going to be like super deep, kind of like Bloodborne, kind of. Um, so the lore is written by um martin George right martin. yeah so that's gonna be cool or at least at least he he i think they what they said was he started them on the path and they probably did their own from software stuff <laughs> to it mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, but but yeah the, i mean this game just looks i the, I, I watched it and then i watched it again um they really dark souls combat has always been the best thing about it to me and, mm -hmm. and like the atmosphere and stuff so this is keeping the, the combat and like maybe branching out with the exploration a little bit. And uh, it doesn't look quite as punishing, but I wonder if that's just deceptive. Like maybe <laughs> when you go- Oh, dude, it, it, it looks like the, mo like the mobility and the dodging from Bloodborne is what like I, like as far as from games, Bloodborne is my favorite. Yeah. Um, and what I like so much about it is the mobility of it as compared to like dark souls yes and, uh, I, I completely agree bloodborne is also my favorite and this looks like it takes that and then ups it like another level above even bloodborne yep. um because your dodge looks like it like goes a long way and good yeah. god i'm at the part right now where they're showing the whole map with the cursor yeah, isn't that nuts <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and you're like yeah Man, this game's gonna be huge so uh this is so it got delayed by a month but they're doing a uh, a beta test soon which i've signed up for uh hoping that i'm gonna get into that so i will hopefully be back with some good news next time we uh report here um but yeah keep you guys keep you guys keep an eye out for elden ring that's gonna be that's gonna be the big one for the first part of next year it comes out in february uh probably not okay. a lot else oh coming out gosh. at that time yeah i just saw the part two where he's like standing on the mountain looking out this map is trees. insane dude yeah so it looks like each tree is like a hub area basically is what i'm yeah um and what I like, the most exciting thing that the guy said was like, you're going to stumble upon dungeons. Like, you know, you're just going to find like little dungeons that you're going to go into. Like, I guess very much like a Skyrim, you know, like mm -hmm. uh, how you just find something and you're like, oh, that looks, what, what's over there? And you go there and there's like something to discover, which is my favorite part of video games. That's why I like open world games so much. So I like Skyrim so much. Um, so I, I'm, I'm very stoked about that. Yeah. And dude, the thing with the thing with games these days is like, especially like with these big budget, like open world type games is like, when I start playing this game, this is going to be the only game I play for like three months, I think. <laughs> like, I'm not going to have a whole lot to talk about uh, other than this for we can a play while. Like little, uh, little, that's why you have like your Apex and your other games like that. To, yeah. To, to break up the monotony. 
Yeah. Um, Super stoked for this one. Yeah, this is going to be a banger. Um, I love everything From has done in the past few years. So I'm very excited about this. <clears throat> I think it's going to be next level. And they're doing a PS5 specific version. So I'm very excited about that. Hold on. Uh, Katie just handed me a shot. <laughs> Cheers. Tequila. Espelon, baby. Nice. <clears throat> So I think on that note, uh, uh, next week we'll be back with uh, Apex Minute. We know the new season is launched. I've played like three matches. Adam hasn't played any, so we really can't talk about it. Yeah, I've just been even getting drunk yet, and buying so. Switch games, dude. Like I've got – I mean, I got Guacamole, which I'll talk about next week, but I just bought that one last night. I wasn't drunk, actually. I got that one. Dude, I had like – I've got like 1,500 gold coins saved up on oh, nice. on switch so like i bought it for 600 it was on sale for like seven bucks so i i bought it with like 699 nintendo coins or whatever so i didn't even have to pay anything for it i guess that's what happens when you buy enough games drunk you start you get one for free every <laughs> like 20 <laughs> <laughs> gotta have uh yeah they reward you for i always buy like a a cheap little like five dollar game with my points oh yeah or a week of something I want goes on sale, and then I'll use that as like a to cut it in half. You know, I think yeah. that's really smart. I wish other companies did that. Steam does something a little similar to that, but not quite. I mean, uh, Nintendo does a lot of stupid shit, but that's one thing that they did right. Yeah, you really can't complain about getting free money. <laughs> yeah, spending money. Um, Just like crypto. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody make an NFT of our faces and put it out there. Dude, I thought about trying to make some NFTs. I bet you did. I bet you did make just like some little eight bit little character and then just see what happens. Dude. Yeah. yeah it's stupid. It's so stupid, it's, but it's some of them stupid. sell for so much money. That's because Actual there's a lot of money. people out there. This time next year, we'll see. I how might try NFT. to capitalize on this. We'll stupid see how people. the NFT market's doing this time next year. Uh, yeah. Now's the strike while the iron's hot, dude. I'm telling you, if you, hey, listen, make some, if you wanna, let's make some wanna, gaming and drinking NFTs. Yeah, if you want to digitize our faces and, and put them out there, make sure you, you don't let people right-click and hit save on them, then you know, <laughs> we can sell this. You know? Yeah. We'll get, a, All right. we'll get an NFT of you right here with the shot glass, just like <laughs> taking it back. Oh, look, this is – so I just got back from Mexico like a week ago, and this is a shot glass I bought in Mexico. It's got a hot tamale in it. Dude, yeah, it's got a little chili pepper, like glass chili pepper – and it's like hand blown in there kind of cool you're hand blown <laughs> that's not how that works <laughs> wait how do you how do you don't worry about it just just take it just how do you that's what your nft blow that's your, that's what something your, that's what your nft should with be. your hand Uh, you said hand. You're the one that said hand. Blown. I said hand blown. Talking about glass. So how so how do you hand blow a glass? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, All right. Man. On that note, I think that that's a good very, place very to end in, in this episode. Bro, note. <laughs> Jesus, we're hand blowing NFTs. That's the name of our NFT company. This is co we're going to mail this to hand blown not, NFTs. That's not copy. Yes. This is our copyright. Do not take. Do not steal our shit. Do not right click and save <laughs> on this name. Hand blown NFTs. It's ours. 
That's actually that not be, bad. It, it, I like name, that. that. That's the name of the episode is hand-blown NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, God. All right, man. Well, I think that's, I think that's a good place. I. You agree? I think so. All right. So we'll be back uh, next time with other games, other news, and uh, other booze. Other drinks. Yeah, other booze. So thank you, everybody, for listening, for watching episode 11 of the Gaming and Drinking Cast. I am Adam Gogan with Travis Casey, my homie. And um, we'll see you next week. Y'all have a good one and cheers. Cheers.